Bam, we're live. Fuck, why'd I do that? We're live. Okay. I, uh, on, on, on Saturday nights, I stop eating and then I start again, uh, on Monday morning. So I basically, on Saturday night, I go to sleep. I don't eat all day Sunday. I go to sleep again. I wake up, I start eating Monday. This particular week, <clears throat> next Sunday, I am going to a party where I heard there's gonna be a hundred pounds of lobster. hundred pounds. So I was like, well, shit, I can't be fasting next Sunday. That would make no sense. So I fasted again so so that I, I didn't eat Sunday. Then I, then I, and I have to do this every week, one day a week. I'm like obsessed with doing it. I guess obsessed is the right word. And I've been doing it for over two years now. So yesterday I didn't eat, what was yesterday? Tuesday. So I, so I didn't eat Mon Sunday. I ate Monday and then I didn't eat Tuesday so that I could eat Sunday. I, I think one time I remember hearing a story. Oh, maybe I should give Annie my phone number in case she's having problems. <clears throat> Is my ticker working right? Maybe I'm just nervous because Annie's coming on. Uh, I heard a story that Nicole Carroll, I, I think this is correct. She's the director of training, probably probably the most influential woman in the history of my life for sure in uh, in fitness, maybe maybe human. I mean, she definitely belongs on the uh, on the um, I don't know if Mount Rushmore is the right word, but she definitely her contribution to fitness is insane and health, more importantly, health. Uh, one time she did this experiment where I think she ate every other day for a month. So in 15 months, she fasted 15 days and ate 15 days every other day. I wish I could remember what she said about it. I promise you, if she gets fired, I'll get her on the show. <laughs> if she agrees. Maybe before. Maybe something will happen there and there'll be some sort of love in maybe there'll be some sort of love in and i will i mean shit annie's coming on the show from the from i i know i know being an athlete's a much uh different role than being the director of training for crossfit inc but in some ways she's uh nicole's equal but just sort of in the athlete in the athlete category not in the not in the other category let me see this. I'm trying to see where I sent her an email. I'll send her my phone number in case there's a problem. I think, what if I sent her the wrong link? Oh, yeah, I resend it. And here is my phone number. 52524. Oh, don't say that. Okay. Send. Sometimes, maybe last night's wasn't clickbait. This one is clickbait. Uh, sometimes uh, with these international uh, cats, um, we get a, uh, a time zone issue. Like it's just too much math for us. Although she, she's, not, she's not like around the globe or anything. It gets really weird when it's like Australia, right? They're like, it's like you start having to shift days and stuff. Hmm. 
there's this, uh, I, I've noticed there's this thing, Midnight in Melbourne, Australia, but staying up for Annie. Thank you, Wayne. I recognize so many of your names. Ken. Sevon, already for, yeah, I know, I know. Is it that obvious? Sorry. Okay, uh, one, two, three, uh-oh. Three is like I'm a little nervous. Four is like I'm really nervous. Five is I'm I'm fucking freaking out, and I have six pages. I think the most pages of notes I ever had was uh, was seven. I can't remember. I think that was maybe Patrick Bet David. I can't I can't tell if I'm nervous that she's coming on or I'm nervous because uh, or or something's going on with my heart because I'm not because I'm a because I have an eating disorder, eating disorder. Good morning, Jim. Yeah, yesterday, Jim, I wasn't sure if I, I couldn't remember if I liked you or not. Like in my mind, I like you because I was going through YouTube and making people moderators. I was like, I think this dude should be a moderator. Because I was expecting yesterday to get kind of wily in the comments. So I was just like, oh, we, never, we don't have any moderators. So I was just, oh, I should have made Heidi a moderator. There used to be a dude in the comments named YOLO all the time, just commenting, just nonstop. And I think uh, Wad Zombie's a moderator and booted him. That's the only person I know who ever got booted. Stefan, don't interrupt her every six seconds like you did with Raw the other day. In fact, have him on again and shut the fuck up and let him talk. Processing. Can you tell? Can you tell, Caleb, I'm processing that comment? I'm just like, don't react. Don't react. Oh, yes, Craig White, you should definitely be a moderator. Uh-oh, here we go. I think she responded to the email. Let's see what's going on. Oh, she says she's coming. Ah, she was in the middle of cutting her toenails. She'll be here in a minute. Where is that comment? You don't understand the show if you think I'm interrupting people. And I've said this before. If I'm not talking, that means the guest has interrupted me. And it's your favorite show. Isn't that weird? Oh, oh shoot. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Shoot, shoot. Uh, Susan, if you're watching, you weren't supposed to reach out to Jay Crouch yet. Sorry, shit. Uh, I think we're going to start a group thread with... Uh, um, uh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, we're going to have uh, Jay Crouch on. Uh, I think we're going to have him and Rob Forte on at the same time. Darn it. Darn it, darn it, darn it. That was totally my fault. We are going to start a group thread with Rob Forte too. There's like, I don't want this to be a CrossFit show. And there's like 20 CrossFitters I want to fucking have on. What a mess. I'm a conflicted man. I am a conflicted, conflicted man. Hey, how about she come on the show so I can interrupt her? Thought about that? You're the kind of guy that worries about where you're going to take a girl before she even said yes to dating you. She's not going to date you. Yeah. That, thank you. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. The raw show is great. Of course it was. Sometimes if I notice that the, the, the guest is getting nervous, I talk so that they don't, they don't, they don't get nervous. I thought there were a lot of uncomfortable silences in that show. A lot of them. 
Ryan. Hey. Uh, hey, how you doing? So good. So good. Hey, did, did we have the time right? Yeah, we have the time, Ryan. Okay, good. Good, good. I just I, I always <laughs> that just was, wondered that was on when, me. Uh, it's like it's like leaping over oceans and stuff that somehow we got like the day or the time right, especially like Australians. You're not in Australia. You're in the island in the top, the, the Iceland one, not the Australian one. I'm in the Iceland one. It should oh, be wait, like I pretty easy you. with me. I lost actually. your audio. Oh, you my lost phone? my audio? Hold on. Hmm. Okay, perfect. I got you back. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no, I should be easy. I'm GMT zero. Uh, so it's like fairly easy to calculate. Freya just needed a little bit of attention. She's not at daycare today, so I couldn't just run away. <laughs> if at any time you need to um, bolt, please do. I'm good. Frederick's, Frederick has her, so we're all good. How did she you just meet? like? Yeah, gets excited about her potty training, so she really wanted me to be there when she would pee in her potty, and I couldn't just like. <laughs> Look, <laughs> mom. Away. Yes, it's like clap for me. <laughs> How old is she? She is uh, just over one and a half year old. She was born in August. Um, in the U.S., kids don't get potty trained till they're seven. In Iceland, they do it when they're eighteen months. Seven. I'm honestly, I'm not like potty training her. Uh, I just bought a potty, and then she got excited about it, and now she just lets me know when she needs to use it. It's like I didn't really have to do anything. It's pretty nice. Yeah, she's like, "What's that over there? Oh, you pee in it? Okay, I'll give it a try." Yeah, she's like, and when you clap for her, when she did it the first time, she got kind of excited about it. And then it's like, oh, and then we flush it down into the ocean. It's the same as mommy and daddy do. So it's like kind of exciting. So I didn't really have to. Thankfully, it was like a pretty easy one for me. This one, at least. Yeah, I think uh, I think girls are better at that, like significantly better. I've heard that, too. I think we feel it better when we need to go. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But yeah. Um, I, I mean, yeah, my wife will feel when she's ovulating. So feeling to go into the bathroom, like you probably get a two day notice. Ah, I will be peeing tomorrow <laughs> at, at 3 p.m. Is it the set of schedule? <laughs> how, how did you meet Frederick? Fred Frederick or Frederick? Frederick. Frederick. Yes. Um, I actually, I met him and what was it called? Semi semis maybe back then or regionals. Um, in 2010 in Holmstel. Where's Holmstel? It's in Sweden, right outside of Copenhagen or Denmark. And, and can you tell me about that first encounter? Well, he was With competing him? there. I was competing. We didn't really like know each other, but we had a mutual friend. Um, and then after the competition, like we... Me and everyone from uh, my gym went to Copenhagen and went to dinner. And his friends, like my mutual, our mutual friends were at dinner at the same place. And then we got introduced. And then we just like started talking after that. But we didn't start dating until like a few months later or a couple of months later. So we started being together like end of 20, uh, 2010. It, um, did, was, did you know when you saw him, were there, were there sparks? Oh, there were definitely sparks for sure. Otherwise I wouldn't have wanted to bother with this, like continuing to talk with him, but I never planned on having, so this is going to sound weird. Uh, 
but like I never plan on having like a foreign boyfriend because uh, my roots are Iceland and I knew that I wanted to live in Iceland and raise my kids in Iceland and I didn't really think that anyone outside of Iceland would want to live in Iceland um, so I never planned up on having it become anything serious but obviously like when you feel like you meet the right person it's just the right person and yeah it we've been together now for yeah what is it 11 years are you guys married we're not married no 11 years it, yeah. t- it took my wife and I, I think 20 years to get married. And, and, and then, and we had to have the, and then we had the twins. I think she was pregnant with the twins when we got married. So you went a little bit of a European route. I feel like people don't understand that in the States. It's like, we do it quite a lot here in Iceland or in Europe. you like, might have kids and then you get married. Me and Frederick are the same as married. Like we're just as committed to each other. And we've talked about marriage. I just don't feel like doing it while I'm competing on CrossFit. Because I feel like it's going to be like, um, I don't know, I want to just have time and enjoy it and enjoy planning it and not have it like a stress factor. Um, so then I'll do it when I'm not competing as much anymore. Is, is it, do you, um, part of me kind of liked being like the renegade and not being married and having a kid, like kind of like, hey, I'll do shit my own way. Like, like, don't tell me what to do. I've never really thought about it that way because I don't really feel like people can tell me what to do. So I'm not bothered by it. (laughs) Well, uh, your mom, your mom said from, uh, from a young age, you were a determined person. If you, you, from, from, from when you were as far back as she could remember, if you could, if you made a plan, you were going to, um, uh, act it out. It was going to happen. That's pretty true. Yeah. I would say that's true. When I, when I really set my mind to something, I would make sure that I I wouldn't quit. I wouldn't give up on it. I would like have it go that way. Frederick couldn't court you through Instagram. There was no Instagram then, right? I don't, was there social media? No. No. So he had to actually ask for your phone number. Facebook. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wait a Facebook. We can like see messages from each other, like way, way back in time through Facebook, which is really cool to see now. Wow. And then, and and then when did you know, um, when did you know, did he, when was like the first like real commitment? Like where one of you, and I'm guessing I'm, I'm defining commitment as one of you actually traveled to see the other one where you get on a plane and go. Uh, well, I was coaching. I was on level one staff uh, when we were starting to like see each other. So he would come and see me when I was coaching anywhere in like Scandinavia, Sweden, Denmark, um then he would come and uh, Norway like come and meet up with me that those weekends and when I was competing um as well he would come and be there so that was like those months uh leading up to the end of the year and then in December he like officially asked me like do you want to be exclusive like we're we're a couple and I'm like in 2010 December of 2010 yes and then beginning of 2011, like January 2011, he came to Iceland um, for the first time. And I still lived at my parents' place. So that was kind of like a big, big step because he came and I had to then stay at my parents' place and like meet the whole family and do the whole shebang. But yeah, then I was like, now we'll see if this is like, if everything works. And it was a great trip. It was like a week of 
us training together, getting to know each other and him getting to know my family. And I would say after that trip, I was like, yes, this is, this is real, real. Yeah. Crazy. And now, now he's family. Yes. Like, obviously. He, he, like if he's at your house, he would just open the cupboard and pour himself his own glass of water. Yeah. He started doing that very early on though. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, um, I went through, I went through your entire Instagram last night. I mean, I mean, not really not post for post, but I scrolled all the way back to the beginning and it doesn't go back to the beginning, you know, like, like what I think of as the beginning, because I, the first time I, I spotted you, the first time I saw you was obviously in Aromas. Yeah. And, and uh, it, I, you've basically been with Frederick, 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 your whole CrossFit career. But in my mind, there was a huge chunk where you weren't with him because just yeah. when I met you, there was no Frederick. Yeah. No, absolutely. Me and you go even further back. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. No, he it, was there when I won the games for the first time. Uh, but I feel like my CrossFit journey started definitely sooner than that. It, it was emotional for me going uh, looking through that, to be honest with you. It was actually funny for me, too. Now it just um, so I went to the pool uh, to swim uh, before this podcast and I was by myself at the pool. So when you're swimming, you have a lot of time to think. And I was thinking about this podcast. And I was like, thinking about just like some of the interviews and the things we've done together, and how much I know about you, and like your past and now like been following you on Instagram with your kids and family. It's just like, it's kind of funny. I feel like because I've known you since like so, so far back when I had such a hard time speaking English. And I feel like sometimes you took a little bit of maybe advantage even of that. <laughs> but uh, into now, like even though it's been a while since we like really sat down and talked together, I feel like I know you through social media. So it's been, I feel like it's been a journey, you know? I, um, I haven't, I probably haven't talked to you in four years. I don't know. If, I'm just making this up four years, maybe longer, maybe 2017. What What would that be? Yeah, maybe. I, 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 I know you're, um, uh, um, not, uh, not yet, not, not yet, uh, Brandon close, not yet. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I know your, your, uh, beloved friend, um, um, uh, Katrin. And I know that Katrin um, and I, I was very um, aggressive towards Castro. I have been very aggressive towards Katrin and I know <laughs> she's your best friend. And I, and um, I, I was actually really surprised you would come on. Uh, and, and I, and I really appreciate it because I know you're fiercely loyal to her. And yeah. um, I, I know she, I know she's an amazing person. Um, I, some people are surprised uh, how much nice things I say about her and, and also how hostile I can be towards her. So, <laughs> so, so I appreciate that. Cause I know, we, I know we have a very, I know we have a very long history, but I know she's like one of your um, most cherished uh, relationships that you've had in your existence on planet earth. And so I appreciate that also. I really no, appreciate that. Absolutely. Also. I feel like we have, we have a long pass on and I, didn't, well, obviously I thought about it, but if you were going to bring it up, 
I also know that I was I would always take her aside. So right, <laughs> you right. can just expect that too. <laughs> right, 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 right. D- d- the determined and unwavering Annie Thor's daughter. <laughs> I so I always feel like I'm just I'm a very very honest person, and everyone like now obviously going team I've gotten to know a few more people that like have come in almost like as a family. And I feel like once you get to know me, you get to like really know me. And then I started hearing that I can be brutally honest. And I'm like, oh man, does it somehow sometimes come out like harsh? I don't mean it at all. As like, I don't ever want it to come out harsh, but I feel like I'm just being honest. I'm never trying to be like rude or anything, but I tend to just want to say my side, but then I'm always happy to hear someone else's side too. What what do you think because of that honesty? How your life, the implications of that. Um, I think it makes my life simpler. I think it makes my life easier. I think it makes my relationships easier. Um, because I can also handle honesty straight back. Like I would rather someone just comes and tells me if there's something bothering them or if there's something up. And that's something that I've kind of always appreciated about you too. You just tend to be honest about what you think, but then people can also have different opinions. Sometimes you think they're stupid when they have different opinions and that's also fair, but at least you seem to like be open to it. And that's, I think it makes communications and relationships easier. If you don't like what you get, then we just don't need to spend as much time together. If that makes sense. Uh, Totally. Well well said. (laughs) Uh, wait, 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 uh, hold on this one. Uh, Kyle Stopic, Sevon getting in some ass kissing. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Do you think you were taught that? I I wasn't always honest. I used to be nice. I think you can be honest and nice. I would like to look at myself as a nice person. I don't say things just to say them. I don't say things to try to be mean to others. I don't think say things when it's not going to have any positive outcome uh, because then I feel like it's not necessary. But if there's something that has that I feel like could make my and that person's relationship better um, or if it's something worth standing up for, then I'll be honest about it. But I don't think I don't think it needs to be done in a bad way and i hope that i don't do that but i um yeah i think i've always been like that i think my mom taught me that i can always be honest and not get punished for it if that makes sense so it's like being able to just like live guilt-free i guess in the circumstance where you where you couldn't be honest, it's also extremely uncomfortable, right? For you, it's not. It's not. You don't. You don't want to manage. You don't want to manage that shit. It's. It's kind of. It's. 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 You know. Do you know what I mean by that? Like. Yes and no, but I'm not gonna be like if I think that someone is doing something stupid, I won't be like, well, that's stupid. If it doesn't have any, if it doesn't have anything to do with me or any positive of, consequences, of course. I can definitely step back and be like, you do you, you know. Of course. I mean, like, I'm going to just make up this, this ex- example. There's no truth to this, but let's just say, so let's say you and um, Frederick are somewhere and um, 
Maybe that's a bad example. Maybe that's a bad example. I just mean like even white, little white – like once you go embark on that journey of just absolute honesty – and you're right. You don't have to say it all, but you're honest with yourself. By that, I mean you don't take action to lie or to mislead people. Then going the other way is almost impossible. It, it, it like hurts. Like if you, if you yeah. had to – let's say you had to kill someone and bury them in your basement. You could never do it. it would, I it would could ro- not do that. It, it would rot away at you that secret. You couldn't hold that secret. So when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. um, I was still in elementary school, me and my best friend, we went to a bingo. Um, it's called bingo in the States as well, right? They call the numbers and then you put them on the paper. Yeah. Yeah. And then you win something. Yep. Yep. Old people do it in little kids. (laughs) Yeah, we did it. And then like one, we hadn't won anything. And then one of the times it's like so many people won at the same time. And the woman was like, all right. We're just going to believe everyone. We're not going to check everyone's cards. We just uh, believe that everyone's going to be honest here. So everyone that has um, like a winning card just come up and we're like, oh my God, let's do it. So we went up there and we didn't have a winning card and we won like a flashlight and a cap or something. And we didn't even tell uh, our parents that we won. I took the flashlight and she took the cap and then we hid it in our closet Dude, I couldn't sleep that night. That's awesome. The day after I woke up, I like when my mom woke up, I was like, oh my God, mom, like we did this, we stole this, we didn't win it. Should we go back and give it back or some things? Like, showed her the flashlight. <laughs> She's like, Annie, it's okay. <laughs> but like, yeah, so no, I don't think I would be able to kill a person. <laughs> you're you're like it. spinning a narrative constantly to protect your lie. What am I yes, going to do exactly. if this person sees the flashlight? I what am I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sucks. It sucks. Yes. I, I, I think people, my wife told me one time that people lie to avoid discomfort. So let's say you cheat on a test in school. You do it because you don't want the discomfort of the F later. That, yeah. I think I would not be able to live with the guilt. Yeah. Obviously there's different scenarios and me, the way I was as, as a kid, like this is, Way too extreme. Obviously, I should not have had to felt that horrible about what we did. It was a very small thing, but it was just something that I don't, I didn't feel good doing, and I don't think I would feel good doing. So, I, I make sure that I don't get into those situations. That just don't do it. I'd rather not win. You know. Um, lesson lesson learned. How old were you? I was in elementary school. I would like to say I was probably like eleven. Eleven. 10, 11 years old. And how old are you now? And now I'm, how old am I? 29. 30, I'm turning 33 end of this year. Wow. And, and, and you, I've heard you multiple times say you're the fittest you've ever been now. Yes. I would, I would say so. I, I went back and I watched that original. So I was scrolling through looking for podcasts you've done. And one of the first videos that popped up was the video that I made with you when I came to Iceland in 2011, I think. And I never go back and watch my stuff. I can't remember anything that I've ever gone back and watched. (laughs) And I was like scared to even watch it. And it has it had 1.3 million views. It's on YouTube. And I watched it. And I think you were 21 at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And you said, you you basically said that, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but that if you train properly, you'll be able to do this for a really, really, really long time. Yes. 
I can believe that I would say that. I don't think I believe that I would be able to do it for this long, though. Yeah, you were questioning. It's interesting. Good memory because you say, hey, this isn't CrossFit. Like if you just do CrossFit, you can do it forever. What we're yes. doing is, is is a little bit beyond. And um, But then you said – and then you stopped and thought – you go, but there are some older ladies doing it. And you probably meant you probably meant 33-year-olds. <laughs> right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. When you're when you're 21, a 33 year old's old. Oh, stop it! But yes, I think I I definitely did not think that I would be doing it for this long. And I have gone into the games multiple years thinking this is my last year. This is my last year. I never say it because I don't think it's really cool to say this is your last year and then you come back not saying that you can't do that. But like, I haven't wanted to do that because I never know what decision I'm going to make. And I never want to walk into the games being like, all right, this is my last year. Uh, more like, all right, I'll make a decision after this year if I'm doing this again. There's no pressure on me to do it again if I don't want to. Um, I didn't think my body was going to hold up. When I had my back injury 2013, I didn't think I'd make it back from that, to be honest. I thought uh, missing that one year... Uh, would be enough for me to just like not be able to catch up with the girls again. And then, I would have thought that too. I would have thought that too. Yeah, right. And then why? Why? Why did you think that? Was it because? <laughs> was it because of your injury, or because you knew how fast the sport was progressing, or both? Both. Both. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were injured, you were really down. You're like, "Fuck! I'm like this forever. This will never get never get better." You probably you, have you ever done acid or any drugs? No. No. Well, there, there's this common theme when people who do psychedelics that somewhere in the trip, they're like, oh, shit, this is never going to end. And, 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 and injuries so are like you're saying that's how I felt. Yeah, that's how I felt. I did not injuries are like that. Make it back. Yeah. Yeah. You, like when you get up, you're hobbling to the bathroom and you're like, there's no way this can ever go away. This is so bad. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, that's how I felt also after I had Freya. I was like, I am never getting back from this. <laughs> and then I started thinking about it as an injury instead of postpartum, just like it's just an injury. And then I'm like, you know what? I can make it back from an injury. That's something I can do. So yeah, it was, yeah, I definitely had that down. But no, I don't know how it is to be on acid. I haven't even tried, like I've never even puffed a cigarette. No one's even even offered me one, you know? I no, haven't even no, gotten no. the chance to be like, no, 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 vape, no vape pen. <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> no, no marijuana gummies. Oh my gosh. No, I don't think I would ever dare to do that. Uh, no, no, no cocaine. I know it's big in Copenhagen. No, no. You and Frederick just go out on a, a night of just <laughs> ecstasy and cocaine. No, no. Oh, right. Just checking. No. You're a very honest lady. Uh, <laughs> I, I do want to talk about Freya, uh, but I want to go back to Frederick here for one second. Yeah. When you met him, um, he, he spoke English and what do they speak over there? Danish? Danish. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you spoke English and Icelandic. Yeah. English, Icelandic, and uh, Norwegian. Nor oh, okay. Oh, because your, your grandmother was Norwegian. Yeah. Okay. I'm just showing off that, that I've done my research. Just showing that off. You absolutely have. But yeah, so... We spoke English together. I think I would have been able to go into Danish. Um, we just felt like it was kind of an un, 
I don't know if like unfair is the right word to use, but like to be able to express ourselves properly, he would be able to express himself so much better than me. Uh, so that we decided just to stick with English. Um, I wanted to get better at that anyways. And then uh, my Norwegian has gradually disappeared and Danish has kind of like taken over. So now I wow. speak neither one. I speak... <laughs> I, I speak a mix of Danish and Norwegian. I think I understand um, almost everything in Danish now. But now Frederick is finally learning Icelandic as well because Freya is obviously speaking Icelandic too. So she's getting she's getting three languages as a gift. Wow, that is a gift. It, it's fascinating that the Danish people is is Matt. Do you know Mads? Yes. Oh. Does, is he Danish? Uh, he's Swedish. Oh, no, no, he's Danish, but he lives in Sweden because I think Yeni right. is Swedish. It's amazing that um, those guys, when they speak English, it's very hard to tell they're not from America. It's the only country where I've heard people who can speak English and they sound like they're from the States. Like from Fred, Denmark? Fred, Frederick sounds like he's from the States. I know, but Frederick is also really good at it. And Matt is really oh. good at it too. But you, it's really funny. Uh, you notice danish people they have like a they have a fairly thick accent when they, they do speak english oh yeah, yeah they, they used to have the danish people on the muppets right on the muppets were, i don't know yeah there were some muppets that were danish that's before your time the muppets that's that's right. before my time yeah i don't know those but you can definitely tell also icelandic people thick accent and it's pretty frustrating when me and Fred go traveling people like ask me where i'm from but they just assume he's an american I'm like huh I, I mean i would assume that too when 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 you're when you're with someone who's um who speaks a different language are there things that still reveal themselves about them that couldn't have been revealed before because of the language barrier that you're that over the years that you've learned about him that you didn't know that you thought the language barrier was either hiding and, no no, no. And, and are emotions international do we all have the same are those are those uh <laughs> Yes. Do you know I what I'm saying? So. Okay. But, uh, because I language I is totally I different. I what you're saying. Because right. I think uh, different cultures can be. That's why I think you'll be, um, I think, harder for me to be with someone from, I don't know, an Italian, for example, or um, a Russian or something. Not that there's anything wrong with Italians or Russians, but like, I think our cultures are so different that we might have like um, different ways of expressing ourselves and different things that are maybe okay that I'm not okay with, if that makes sense. But Denmark and Iceland are so similar. Like even our Christmas is almost exactly the same, like some of the weird traditions we have. So I think like we go back, like our ancestors are, have been very similar. Uh, so we have, we think very much alike. Uh, so I think that would be a bigger, bigger thing to deal with if you were with a foreigner from, from some of the other countries. But I don't think we need to deal with that a lot because our cultures are so similar. Um, but Frederick is, Frederick is very blunt too. I, 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 when I think of people who criticize CrossFit, I think of him as like sort of being the pioneers of that pioneer of that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he <laughs> He was the he was the pioneer of, of like, like wait a minute, this is wrong over here. He is very like, much there. I'm like, yeah. no, it's fine. I, I pull him back actually. I don't like um 
I think it's okay that we say our opinions and everything. I think that's very important and we talk about it, but I don't feel like I need to express everything on my social media or when I talk because I also we're also still learning and we don't know what the right solution is every single time and I don't I don't love it when people just criticize to criticize like I feel like we need to have a constructive criticism like how to make things better then and Frederick has a lot of ideas on what what would be a lot of cool systems to do when everything and like his brain goes so far that I'm like, wow, I can't keep up with it. Um, but I don't think maybe the world is ready for all of that at the same time, you know, but he enjoys thinking about it. And he, he really expresses him um, when things bother him, but sometimes a little bit too quickly as well. <laughs> was that, was Freya planned? Uh, you, yes. You were like, okay, I want to get pregnant. Yes. Do you, do you remember? Was. Do you remember the 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 origins of wanting to get pregnant? Did you I've want a love child? With, I'm sorry. I've thought about it for years. Like it's obviously just so difficult when you're when your job is what my job is. Like I'm a professional athlete. So that's how I make a living. And not only that, it's so it's such a big part of how I identify myself. Um, so it's really difficult for me to try to think back to. Like, what am I after I have a kid if, I, if I'm if i not an athlete anymore? So it's just like a very scary decision for me to make. Uh, but I've thought about it for years. And that was one of the only reasons I've sometimes thought like, okay, this might be my last year because maybe I'm going to have a baby. This might be my last year because maybe I'm going to have a baby this year. But I've never felt ready for it. And then we went on this family trip to Florida. Um, it was then 2019, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 2019, we went on a family trip to Florida with my brothers and both of them have kids and spending those like 10 days with them and with their <laughs> kids. And like, how old are the kids? Uh, a lot of different ages, but they're the oldest one is 14 or was 13 at that time, 13, 14, 13. And then all the way down to six. Okay. And when the youngest one, just like this girl, just they're all incredible. And I had so much fun with all of them, playing with them and getting to know them properly. You know, it's different when you are spending time together in one house. And I was like doing her hair. And then she like goes up and hugs me and tells me she loves me. And I'm like, I need to have a serious talk. And then I had a serious talk with Frederick. I'm like, I'm not competing at the games this year. I'm getting pregnant. <laughs> and he's like, what, what month was that? What month was that? <laughs> that, was, that was in April. April, April of what? Of, May. Of, of 2000 what? 2019. Wow. And Frederick's like, Annie, calm down. Like, <laughs> let's. Uh, he must have freaked out because like we already established when you make plans, they happen. He must have been like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, he's been ready to have a kid. We, we had a small scare 2012 and he was like, oh, they'll be fine. That's fine. I'm like, hell no, it's not like shit. I, it turned out it was fine. I was just like late, but yeah. So we were like, okay, we need to talk about that. And he kind of like convinced me like a, after, after talking that I'm in a really good shape and maybe I just like 
finish this year at the games and then then we can get pregnant. So we finished that year at the games and then we started trying soon after that. <laughs> what contraception were you using? Um, I use, it's like a ring, just like a Nuvia ring that I use. You put a ring on and you can't get pregnant? That sounds no, like some... no, 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 no. Oh. It's a ring that you put in inside your of you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, like, yeah. I like, and you put it in your vagina. <laughs> so, so it's like a so, diaphragm. It's like a diaphragm. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Can uh, I see diaphragm. that thing, Caleb? A, a Novia ring. So there's no, you don't do anything biologically to your body. There's no, um, it's not no, like a pillar. So it's it's, it's like a physical a, barrier. Little, like plastic, thin plastic ring that you take out and you put in. Um, you, so it's like, how the, that thing has a hole in it. Yeah, it's just like a circle. Can you imagine that? So what I'm guessing, look at that. So when I think of the sperm approaching the egg, I think of them as like swimming in a sea. But they, they're probably not. They probably just like go along the wall, right? Of the of the inside, yes. Yeah, so and that ring, so. and that ring is supposed to stop them, like from passing. No, so it isn't like like it isn't like a diaphragm. It's not like um, it's not a sheet or anything in between. It's just yeah. like it sends it is hormones, but it's just more localized than taking like oh, um, okay, okay, oral pill. So does, like, do you have to pull that to, thing out or does it dissolve? No, I take it out and then I, I just it throw out. it out when I want to start start my period. Wow. Any side? Do you recommend that? So I would recommend it because it works really well for me. Um, I had no side effects from it, uh, but obviously different things work for different people. I just have a really hard time imagining taking pills. Um, right, right. I feel like that's that's stronger. Uh, I've heard that the copper, uh, um, I don't know what it is in English, like the copper thing you can get put up in there i've heard that's supposed to be the best one to use but you might also have stronger periods and uh more side effects from like um uh cramping but less yeah exactly but it's gonna affect you the least that thing um, looks like it's like for finding water that looks like like a divining rod or something <laughs> i love that we're talking about this i'm like i'm very open to talk about this i had no idea that you were into talking about that stuff well I, i'm so old school like me and my wife we just used a condom forever really yeah and then she wanted to get pregnant and it was like the three three years of four years of the best four years of my life it was it was amazing <laughs> okay that's so funny yeah, but, but no, i'm but you... i'm 50 <laughs> I didn't even know there was a a, a a a ring, a gasket you could put in there. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you can work with right now. Um, so, so, so then you did that. So then you, when did you did you plan it to the day where you like okay, um, we're going to so so that you could only miss one season? Like, did you look at it on a calendar and be like, okay, we're gonna start, we're gonna stop using contraception this month, hopefully get pregnant this month miss this games and then come back was there or, or was it like hey man fuck it well yes and no it was like a little bit difficult because obviously like you said it's like you're kind of on a timeline and it's difficult to what am i gonna tell sponsors or why am i not doing the open or like do i do all of that or do i maybe if it's not working to get pregnant then maybe i need to take like down some of the volume in my training so obviously i thought about all of these things but then it kind of came to that, like, if I wouldn't be pregnant by Dubai, so in December, then I would compete there. And then, like, 
we wouldn't try for that month and then start trying again in January. So like, yeah, it was pretty structured, but obviously it doesn't work just month one. It worked month three. So I did get pregnant by December. Um, meaning, but, meaning you took out the, the, the ring and then three months later you were pregnant. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, did that seem quickly to you or were you nervous? Were you like, Hey shit, this is taking too long. Or were you like, just, Oh casual? dude, I was already like, not nervous, but I'm <laughs> kind of to your point. It's like, I, I'm, I'm pretty structured. I like, I like knowing, you know? And then I was like, well, I'm not going to wait for six months if it's not working in six months and then go see a doctor and see if everything okay. So after month one and I wasn't pregnant, I went to see my gynecologist and I'm like, can you check if everything's okay? <laughs> and she saw everything was fine. So I just waited like a month two. And then month three, I used this like to see exactly when I'm ovulating and then it worked. Uh, but it like, Odds, the odds are really low when you start trying and obviously me having trained so much, but I do feel like I've been on top of that whole, like making sure that I am having a period and making sure that I am like, I, I try to think about making sure I'm fueling properly. So I don't think it's had a lot of negative uh, side effects, all this volume and training that I've had. Um, but obviously you start thinking about some of these things and for so many people I know it's taken a really, really long time. So I wasn't going to wait for that and then get assistance. If we need assistance, I would want to get it soon because otherwise my season is starting again, you know? It, um, there's so many things to talk about there. It's so interesting too. People think that it's just this amazing, uh, life you live. The thing that really jumped out at me there is you had, you wonder what your sponsors are going to say. And this is this is like a this is a hard life, people. She the, the pressure that's on these people, especially someone like Annie, is crazy. It, it's it's you, first of all, you're putting all of this um, faith in the body, like it's, yeah. it, it's your money tree. Yeah, the, the the body. I mean, it's it's nuts. And then um, you're you're an adult grown woman, obviously fiercely uh, fiercely independent. Um, as far as any standard of any human being goes fiercely determined. And yet you have to wonder what this sponsor might think if you get, if you get pregnant, but, but it's real life. It's real life. It's not a deal. It's just, it's just fucking real life. Everyone has to deal with that shit, man. Yeah. At the same time, I, when I started feeling like that and I, when I said it out loud um, to Frederick, he was like, you know what? If a sponsor drops you because you get pregnant, are those people that you actually want to work with? Right. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, of course. Well, if they're if they just bought me a new house, maybe let's talk about this, Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cutting of the price, but no, yeah. I think I've, that's one of the things where I've actually been like also quite lucky, especially in the later years to be able to choose the people that I do want to work with. And he was right when he said that. It was the same as when I got injured and I felt like people were turning their backs on me that I'd had my back for so long and been so good friends. And I'm like, wow, they're not interested in me anymore because I'm not the best in my sport anymore. And then it's like, you know what? Those are not the people that you need around you in your life. Your your circle is very tight. I noticed that from looking at your Instagram, your circle is very, very tight. I got a really tight, great circle. Yeah, the fact and and I and I got a bunch of questions about that. What it was like integrating new people. Um, going back uh, to the pregnancy, 
so you get so you get you you plan it out you get pregnant <laughs> the gynecologist tells you there's no problems right he's like no Anna, yeah. relax you're good just keep doing and then you time the ovulation it's crazy that human beings even get pregnant right i mean the window's so small yes frederick wake up it's time <laughs> <laughs> it was almost like that i'm like dude right now <laughs> yes i i get it and then and then so you get you get pregnant and um did you have any miscarriages no wow not not to have anything like that wow incredible yeah. and then so you get pregnant and then um do you have any thoughts creep in right away or do you know that, Hey, I'm in bar. This could, this, what this fork in the road here could make it that I never come back to this one. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But I was ready for that. You were amazing. Yeah. I just knew that this was what I wanted. And that's, that, that was what got me through so much of this as well is like, is there anything that I would change? Like, would I want to take any of this back? And you know what? No. Even if I would not have been able to compete ever again, no, I would still choose my daughter over that. I have had years where I've gotten to experience that. She is by far the coolest thing that I've ever experienced is having her. So I wouldn't change anything for that. Um, and that was also what got me through like the toughest times. And while I was pregnant, I only had like, I don't know, less than handful of moments where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to like push her out at some point and I feel like shit and so heavy and uncomfortable and all of that. And it's like, you know what? It's all worth it. Did you it's have her vaginally? Did you have her vaginally? Uh, yes, I did end wow. up having her vaginally. Um, I do feel like it was a wrong call that they made at the hospital because I had a horrible birth. Um, pretty traumatic birth. I lost a lot of blood. I went really badly. I was, I've, I've never heard that with contractions. I've um, never heard someone say that they wish they would have had the, I, I've, I've heard the other way so many times, like, Hey, they pushed mm -hmm. me into the C-section. I've never heard that. They don't do that in Iceland. They wait as long as they can. Um, and they, so obviously I'm happy that I managed to finish it like that. But I think the call should have been made probably an hour and a half sooner wow. to take her the other way because I went through a lot of damage and it ended up being like quite dangerous for for both of us. They were monitoring her really, really well though. And I think because of all the training that I did while I had her, like she was fit, like her heart rate. Uh, it was amazing how well she recovered between all the pushes and everything. But yeah, it was, um, let's just say it's unlikely that I will give normal birth again because of that. How, how many years were you, how, how many, how many hours were you in labor? I was in labor for three days. Holy active, shit. Yeah. an active labor, like pushing for over three hours. Okay. So yeah. you were having contractions for three days. Yeah. Um, but not the, what, what are those other, there's, there's one like called the Braxton something contraction. Oh, that was not it. I had already not lost it. my water. And okay. I wow. had Braxton Hicks for, dude, oh, I Braxton had that Hicks, for like right. 15 weeks. That was crazy. Um, but yeah. Uh, that, and, and so, she, and so she was, she was, and, and did you breastfeed? Yes. Did that for six months. 
Wow, and you did the whole mama thing. Yeah, did the yeah. whole mama thing. And then after six months, I stopped. I think that was way harder for me than it was for her. Stopping. Um, stopping the breastfeeding. But yeah, my was... wife would be still breastfeeding if, if, if yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I wasn't recovering um, properly. It, it took me like a very long time to uh, start healing up properly, both my core and my pelvic floor. So after six months, I stopped. And when my hormones got like, a little bit more normalized again i immediately started seeing such a quick recovery again so that was the when right you, call wow fascinating yeah have you gone back and looked at that video you made it's called it's called a day in a life with annie and you're with yes, your baby I like in the room have. i mean you look that i think that's why women um have trouble um stopping breastfeeding i mean you look like you're high on like ecstasy and oxycotton i mean you look like you're on another planet you, you see that in yourself when you watch that you're like oh my god i mean you're like an angel oh thank you. Do, you do you see that when you watch that video yes yeah like you're like you're something like you're just like this it's just me and my baby in the world it is like the coolest thing in the world right and then you look at this human being that you're breastfeeding and she's growing into like first off when she's born it's like i made this my body like created this obviously you guys give the sperm but like you I, grew it i built it you grew it and, yeah yeah inside of you yeah nuts and then if you breastfeed then you're also like this person is living off of your nutrition and what you're doing um for months and growing and growing and growing and man did she grow she was really big when I had her, but she's she's a big baby. Yeah. Is is there another one uh in the are you thinking about another one? Oh, absolutely. Hopefully two more. And would you think that do you think those will be the that that will be after your career as an athlete? I don't know. I didn't think I would make it back um after having Freya. And I did. And I don't, there was no pressure on me to have to make it back after having her, you know, it was just me wanting, honestly, it was me wanting to find myself a little bit again, because I was pretty lost. Um, just like, I felt, I just didn't feel like I knew my body. And after knowing my body so well for so many years, it was like, I, it, I wasn't just in touch with it properly. Uh, so it was more that that I wanted to gain and the strength, like I like being strong uh, and feeling that I am strong. So I wanted to get that back again. And qualification for the CrossFit Games was just like the perfect motivator for me to have a goal towards. Um, after another kid, I don't see why I wouldn't be able to make it back from that. I do think that I could. But I'm only going to do it if I want to. And that's what I've done for ever since, yeah, probably ever since 2015. I've thought about it only if I want to. When you say that um, you were lost, I don't I don't think like 99% of the people understand what, what you're saying. Like they can't – I mean for, – for, 
I think a lot of women can relate to it that have had children. Okay, then maybe 99% of men. I almost think like a man would have to like lose his leg to understand what you meant, like in a motorcycle accident or something. Yeah, it's like just this feeling when you're pregnant, that was easy. Like that wasn't that difficult for me. I thought it would be really hard, but it wasn't that difficult for me. Would you say um, you enjoyed it? Um, I was definitely ready to be done. Okay. Um, but there are certain, I would never want to miss it. Like I, I you enjoyed the experience. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and you are creating something. You have this big belly for a reason. You can feel movements and life being created in there. It's, it is an incredible, like, what your body is doing. Like I respect my body on a whole new level after this. Um, but then crazy to hear that coming kid, from you. Crazy to hear yeah. that coming from you. I know it's nuts. But after you have the kid, I like looked in the mirror and it was just like, I still had this big belly that was just empty and soft. And I didn't know my body. Like, big breasts. I'm not used to having huge breasts and like just a very unfamiliar body to me. And I, I was obviously very messed up after my birth and had such a severe blood loss that I couldn't really take care of myself either. I like need assistance taking a shower and. Going wow. I didn't know that. It was like that. I was really messed up. So on, um, so I think that did you have to take blood? Did they give you a um I don't know if it's called an infusion? What's that? So sorry, hold on. Let's. let's I said that. no to it. Okay. Um, What's that called I, when they give you blood, Caleb? Just an IV. An okay. IV thank of blood. You. Sorry, didn't mean to wake you up. Uh, <laughs> so I said no to that. I should have said yes. I don't know why. It just felt weird to me to say yes to having someone else's blood put into me. It's, it's a little weird. Um, but it's a little I got weird. iron. I just got like a lot of iron at the hospital before I went home. Um, so it took a while to build up that blood volume again. Um, and I didn't, yeah, transfusion. Um, I didn't really know how long that would, uh, that it would take this long to feel decent again. Like I would have wanted to be able to go off for walks and stuff, but there was just like nothing I did for almost a week. So me being active throughout my whole pregnancy, feeling so good, being able to train and move around into just like not being able to do anything, being a new mom, paranoid about how she's doing, oh, not yeah. sleeping. It was like a pretty darn tough time. So I think I, the reason I wanted to start being able to just like go off for a walk or sit on a bike, like the feeling when I sat on a C2 bike for the first time after um, having Freya was, was so good. Like being able to... I How long was that? How long was I that? I need those endorphins. It was like five weeks, four or five weeks before I could sit on a bike. Um, but yeah, it was like missing those. I obviously had the endorphins when I had Freya with me, but that was the only time I felt really happy. I just had to have my baby girl with me at all times. Right. So I think that's why I needed that, like, to feel a little bit of getting a little bit of control of my life again. I think. 
Would you would you would you would you train breastfeed and then go back to training? Like, would she be there and maybe like you do like some like gentle Tabata squats, then breastfeed and then go do some? No, was it like that? No, she was never. No. It wasn't like that. I had her with me, so she would be sleeping in the stroller outside. Like when when I was starting to train properly, I wasn't able to like train at the gym for two months. Right. Um, but yeah, then she would be sleeping. So the kids in Iceland sleep outside in their strollers. So she would be sleeping outside. I would be training. And then when she would wake up, that's when my training was done. And then I would like feed her soon after that. Um, in the, in one of those videos, you said that, um, uh, your baby monitor also had a thermometer on there and I had never heard of that before. Is that because it's, is that because it's Iceland? And like temperatures no. could drop. Is that an Icelandic thing? No. Okay. I was like, shit, they got to worry about uh, their babies freezing there. No. Okay. But we definitely use it. Like I use it for that. So if it was like, if I saw that the baby monitor was getting, I would say below, it would peep. It went below seven degrees Celsius. Um, and I was like in the stroller then, um, then I would want to go check and just feel her cheeks. Um, but yeah, kids sleep outside, even if it's, full of snow they sleep so good like we sleep good in a colder tempered room with comforter over us they have their hats and she's sleeping on a fur it's like it's so cozy it is cozy yeah i should have been an icelandic baby my, my boys are always sweating <laughs> oh, is, 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 is freya sweating a lot my boys are like just dumb she buckets. runs warm yeah, yeah she definitely runs warm um there's a video here, uh, Caleb, there's a video here where I, uh, it's early on. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, I'll never forget the shooting this. I don't remember what year it is at the games you posted on Instagram. I never knew that you would post it. I was running from one, I, it was in Carson in the soccer stadium and I was running from one event to another event somewhere to film some behind the scenes stuff. And I saw this and it, it fucking rocked me. Oh and my I god, didn't... I know it was so cute. <laughs> and um it really really rocked me. It was nuts. These th there's no one around these kids really. They're in a section of the soccer stadium where it was empty and I just yeah. couldn't believe I was witnessing these two this boy and this girl wearing the Froning and uh Annie Thor's daughter shirt um snuggling like that. <laughs> so cute. And I, and I was so, and I was so happy that you, when I saw it yesterday that you posted, because it was one of those posts that I made that like no one paid any attention to. But for me, normally I don't care if anyone pays attention to my post, but this one, I was like so proud of myself that I witnessed this and I was late to where my next appointment where I was going, but I was like, forget it. I'm shooting these kids. But you still shot that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's adorable. And, and now I heard you say something that really, um, uh, I was happy to hear because I never know for those of us who are around in that era there, it really was about you, you and rich. There was mm -hmm. this, there was, it, it was so, but we don't know anything about your guys's relationship really. Like we, you, and, and, may, and maybe there isn't much of one there. You guys are friends, but, but you, I mean, you're obviously on different continents, but I heard you say that you're excited as a team to get back out there with rich. Um, is that because it's nostalgic or is it because he's the best or, or, or why is that? Or a combination? 
combination. I think it's also because it's like nostalgic. Like I really enjoy competing with him. Obviously, I never competed against him, but he was like the start of my career and we traveled so much together, both with Reebok and I love Hillary. Um, I really miss her. So you did have a relationship with his, I didn't know that. So you did have a relationship with him and his family. You know him. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and I've competed with him also in team series, me and Kat competed with him, uh, him and Josh, but yeah, it was, I, I think it's like, I'm, I think it would be fun for the two of us to be on the competition floor at the same time together. I'm kind of excited for that. And obviously he's like the best on the team now. So that's like something that you're striving to beat as well. But like, I, I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool to have Annie and Rich competing again on the it's same. Ve- it's very cool. Yeah, I think so. But I have so much respect for him. And I like, now there's no that's why i think it's kind of funny when people are trying to like get that like etching against each other taking down it's like hell yeah i want to beat him but i also want to beat you also want to beat who and she's one of my very best friend i'll still always want to beat her uh but she can who, who did you second. say sorry the, the volume went out did you say katrin yeah yes yeah, so oh sorry, yeah yeah okay Kat. yeah like She's one of my very best friends, but I'll still always want to beat her. But I want her to be like right there in second place with me. And it would be the same with Rich. I'm striving to win, but I want him and his team to do really good and just be right there in second place behind me. Good job, Rich. <laughs> yeah. I know it's like, I know it'll be hard. They are definitely one of the best teams out there. They are the best team out there and have super athletes. And we have the work cut out for us. But like, it's, it was also, like i'm competitive i want to win but i also think it's just really cool that we and maybe make the team competition exciting again is there something is the froning effect real are you familiar with this this term no this concept there's this there's this idea that it when you get when wherever he is just shit gets better the froning effect. Everyone just gets better. Everyone lives up to their potential in Rich's presence. That it's um, it's not to take away from his coaching or his programming, but that there's something called the froning effect. And there is. It's a two part question. Um, well, let me ask you that. Do, do you th- do you think that that's a real thing? Oh, I can believe that that's a real thing. I think it's the same as when there's a person in class rowing and the coach comes behind you and sits like just looks at your monitor, you immediately go faster. Being in his presence, maybe you want to push harder to impress. Or, or, or just not embarrass yourself. Is there, is there an Annie Thor's daughter effect? Do you, do you think you're having an effect on the, on the team like that? Your presence? I definitely think I'm having a good effect on the team for sure. I think we're all affecting each other in a good way. Um, but I think I'm taking them in as a family in a way that I will give them everything that I've learned throughout the years and try to make them the best athletes they can be. And having Yami and Frederick and Andrew, like they get access to a team that I've built up around myself 
for the for the past decade um and then i i will push them i will i will make sure that they do their very best every session there is this when i see them sitting around and waiting to for their turn at the semifinals this froning team this mayhem empire team there is a a, a, a sureness to them they're already they already won they're just sitting there that 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 beautiful nistler girl the beautiful williamson girl the beautiful froning man the 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 beautiful uh um uh, corn ya man and they just sit there like statues almost and then and then they're summoned and they perform and then they come back it's almost like they know already right and and, and they talk about that in like business and i feel that way even in my own podcast as i get in my groove i already feel like i'm a thousand times bigger than i already am i've, I've already i'm already i'm already like five years ahead in my in, in where i stand yeah okay yeah does your do, do you sort of see what i'm saying like you've, you've already you've I've, I've already won they've already won as your team, it seems like the team that beats them is also going to already have to know that. It's not going to be enough just to be better than them. They're going to have to be, I, I don't know, maybe they, I guess, I guess that you could call it swagger, but, but it's not swagger. It's not, it's not forced. I mean, you, de further. you definitely have it. And that's what I think sort of the froning effect is. Yeah, you're sort of just already there. You just have so much belief. I don't have that. No? Well, no. Um, maybe not on the competition floor you don't have that, but in all these videos, when I see you with your team, it's it's so obvious you're the leader. You 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 don't you don't think they can do it. You expect like when you're talking to them, yes. you have expectations and they and they better live up I to them. I think that's a different thing though. Well, yeah. maybe what you're meaning, I'm understanding it differently. But me as an individual when I compete, I have full belief in myself and I know the work that I've put in and I know what I'm going to be doing out on that floor. I still get nervous as yes. I don't know what. Yes. And that will never go away. Or if that goes away, that's that's when I know it's time for me to quit. Because then I feel like I don't care anymore. Because you never know. Yeah, I'm nervous before every podcast. I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. I think that's an important feeling to have. Uh However, as soon as the three, two, one go starts, you get into a completely different zone. That's where you're just, that's where you're doing the shit that you know how to do. That's where you perform. That's where you're going to lay it all out there. And that's also where I feel like we are as a team and getting better and better at as a team. Uh, we used to have workouts that we do and I'm like... This was sloppy. That was sloppy. This needs to be fixed up. We can't go faster here. Like here we can show you our seconds. And then we're looking at like what you said. It's not, I just don't want, I don't want to just be mayhem. I want to be the best in the world. I want to beat every single team at every single event if possible. I know that that's going to be out of my control, but that's what we're striving for. We're making sure that we're putting in all the work that we can put in to be the best that we can so that when we go out there, we know that we put in the work that we could. We're not going to have in the back of our mind like, oh, but we did skip that session. Oh, but we didn't go as hard here. It's like, you know what? We're committing to this and we're doing this 1,000%. 
And when you've done that, that's when I think you have that feeling and that calm over yourself. When you start the workout, you know that you've put in the work and that's where you just get to perform and show what you've what you've been doing. And getting to do that with a team is pretty cool. And that requires every single person on the team to have the same mindset and the same effort when you go training. And that was one of the biggest things for me when I made a decision that I was ready to try to be on a team. I don't have to have the best people on my team in the world. I have to have like-minded people. I have to have people. You have to have what people? Like-minded people. I need people that are willing to put in the work and the effort and lay everything out on the floor. Like, if you're the best at something, but you don't push yourself, like, that's what I love about Tia. She might be winning an event, but she'll still continue to go hard. You're not going to just back off to back off, you know? Obviously, you shouldn't kill yourself. But you should do what you can do in that moment, you know? And that's what's important in training is that we do everything that we can. And in competition, I want that person to like, I want us to be fighting to do the shittiest part of the workout, to be the person that kills themselves on the bike or the rower or runner, whatever it is. I want us to want to step up and do that. And that's what I want from teammates. I Like, all I can ask for is that they do everything that they can in every session, that they feel properly, that they take care of their sleeping and hydration. And then I'll be happy because we are doing everything that we can do. But I don't like having someone that's going to be sloppy about it, not put in full effort in training, even if they might be a better athlete. There's there's something that you say, I'm never going to find it in my notes. (laughs) <laughs> it's a uh, it, it, there's something uh is there an annie uh, thor's daughter effect yes oh that's there we go 96 <laughs> percent say yes i think there there definitely is i love seeing this side of you i i, I ne- would have never thought that i would enjoy seeing you go team i would have never in a million years but but i'm i'm, th- I'm thoroughly intrigued by it really I'm thir- yeah yeah I'm, I'm i'm fascinated by it uh there's something you say that's very taoist um and I, and I can't remember where it is, but basically you say you're in control of your own happiness. Oh, it's in your reference. Something you say to you about Yami. Who did the who did the morning chalk up interview with you over in Iceland? Is that Patrick Clark? Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. I, I watched that yesterday. Great job. So I'm just like s- stealing from him left and right and center. Um, there's something you say in there. Um, I think that you you trust Yami. And there's this thing I learned from Ben Bergeron where um gr- uh things grow at the speed of trust. It's a fucking, it's a brilliant line and you trust yeah. Yami. So boom, point A is there. We're going to grow fast. We trust each other. But then you say at the, basically I'm, I'm paraphrasing at the end of the day, my happiness and my choice to use him or to listen to him or do what he says is all on me. Yeah. You take this ultimate accountability and responsibility. And I know this is going to be controversial, but, but even in the Scott Pancheck thing, everyone wants to um, blame the, the, the venue. And I agree there should not be extra rope on the ground, but at the end of the day, when Scott looks at himself in the mirror and he's all alone, it's his life. Yeah. The resolution to all our issues and problems are with our own personal accountability. You're in a fight with your mate. At the end of the day, it's, can you make yourself happy? 
Why does Frederick yeah. have to make you happy? Why does Freya have to make no, it's like you're saying you say it. Like then as much as I trust Yami, I take full responsibility and accountability. It's this super high level fucking like it's super high level uh, uh what I for spirituality, I would say. That being said, you're with the team now and you just said you'll be you you're putting your happiness in their hands a little bit. Yeah. You're you're surrendering some of your self-power and happiness because you, you I need something from you guys. I trust you you'll do this. Yeah. It's and freaky. I think that's something that is one of the hardest hardest things that I have done. Um to I do have that. never been on a team and to do that because like you said I've I've always looked at my career and what I do, I am responsible because it is my, it's ultimately my decisions and it's me. When, when the three, two, one go comes, it's me on the floor that needs to perform and do what I, what I can do. Now I have a team and we need to go out there and perform. And it is difficult to put that kind of trust on someone it's it's the kind of trust that you i feel like you have with obviously with your spouse and with like your family and obviously i have crazy amount of trust in yami and andrew and like my inner circle but it has always just been me competing on the floor and it is very, very different and very difficult to do it with more people. Um, but I'm also going to say it's, I'm learning so much from this. And I think not only am I going to be a better athlete after all of this, I think I'm going to grow so much as a person. And I've already have uh, throughout these few months learned so much uh, that I wouldn't have learned if I wouldn't have tried going on a team. So I think I'm going to be a different person after all of this <laughs> continue to grow continue to go outside of my comfort zone you you say in that interview with patrick clark in, in the morning chalk up that the when you saw lauren deadlift you started um, feeling competitive towards her my words not yours i'm paraphrasing and you quickly caught yourself you were you were able to uh you had enough awareness to watch yourself and be like oh that that's not the right mindset. I need to tweak that and be happy for her. Um, and I need to make that shift. And you, cl I, you claim there, and, and I want to call bullshit on this, that you've already done that with Katrin. Yeah. You, you cl but, but I can't, I can't believe it. Cause she's, she, I, I know you love her. I, I know she's your best friend, but, but how, how, how did you, how did you catch it with Katrin? What happened between you guys? Do you guys have a kid somewhere? <laughs> what happened between you that you let her in that barrier? It seems, it seems like if, if I'm, it seems like a weakness. Why are you letting a competitor in there? I see. I understand Lauren. Yeah. I understand because Lauren. She's on my team. Yes. Because I need yes. her to perform. Yes. I know what you're saying. How and did you, let, how did she get in there? What happened? Did you guys kill someone and bury him in the backyard? Now you guys have to be twins forever. That like, is the secret. <laughs> what happened that she made it inside there? Or are you not telling the truth? Um, To a certain extent, I guess you could say bullshit on it, but not, but not really like, 
Yeah, I mean, I believe at first when I used to see videos of you guys, how close you were, I was like having trouble. But now I do believe it, to be honest with you. I just don't understand how she did that. Someone in here said Annie is cutthroat. It's so funny that you it's true. You are cutthroat. It, um, it sounds bad. It's not. But you have a um, you're on a mission like you're like Haley's Comet. That's your path. Yeah. And until you burn out, you're going to keep going. And somehow, yeah. um, somehow you've allowed Catherine, you, you guys have allowed each other. I mean, I haven't spoken to her, obviously. I don't know what her uh, rules are, but somehow she got in there. I think we, doing what we do, I don't think there's a lot of people that understand. I, was, I have notes on that too. There's no way anyone knows what you, yeah, I agree. I agree. And she does. Yeah. And we can talk about everything. I can I can tell her everything. We have that kind of trust. She can tell me everything. When her grandma passed away, I was there. When something when I get a heat stroke, she's there. When when I'm down, she will pull me up even if it takes some of her effort to do so. And I will do the same for her because I know that we're going to be stronger together. Like we are making each other stronger. And she's helped me through a lot and I've helped her through a lot. And I think that gives you a certain amount of trust as well. Like at the games this year, when I lost my grandma, um, she was there. Like I lost my grandma and I found out right before um snatch events. And I was like I was a wreck. And obviously Frederick was there for me, but Kat had gone through the same thing and competed and pulled me up and knew what to say. And I I feel she's mm. genuinely happy for me when I do well and in it makes you be genuinely happy when she does well, if that makes sense. I feel like she's my sister. I think that's the kind of relationship this has developed into. She's my sister. Do you have, um, are you a forgiving person? Not forgiving. Do you, do, do so you, I, go ahead. I think I know what you're asking here. Like if she burned you, like, so like I had a friend who I played Frisbee with for six years. I lent him $4,000. He never paid me back. But I'm, everyone's like, how could you still be friends with them? I, I, I'm not throwing this relationship away over $4,000. No, I'm, I'm going to talk to him about it. Like, hey, dude, and, and that's it. But this is like my, my friends. I've invested six years in this relationship. But I think most people just, they have this, they have this expectation of their friendships that's unlivable and this level yeah. of trust that's unlivable. And they think friends are disposable when really those are just opportunities to work through. No, they're fucking yeah. not. Your friends are not disposable. Even if they steal from you, they're not disposable. No, but if someone would do that to me, yeah. I would need to get an explanation and I would need to talk through it and then I'll forgive. Um, I think that's when it comes to me, honesty is one of the most important things in a relationship with me. You telling me before I find out maybe somewhere else. So if I find out somewhere else, then I will give you the opportunity to explain to me why this or that went down. And I've had to have that kind of conversation with Kat many years back. 
where there was something that like I felt like she hurt me and I was like I don't want this to ruin our relationship and I just sat down with her and I told her what it was and then she was able to explain herself and she hadn't even realized and that's it and it just made us closer um I it's ine- very- it's inevitable in a relationship, right? It's inevitable. Yeah. You will never and that actually made your relationship better and deeper, correct? Yes, exactly. And if it would have never happened, become- you look back and you're like, "Wow, we just went over a mountain together." Absolutely. Um and I think something that I've also learned throughout the years is to love people as they are, not as you want them to be. It's very important. And that has fixed my relationship with not, this is not something maybe with like my closest friends because I do love them just as they are. Um, And they are most of the time then the way I want them to be because they are my closest people. But some of the ones that are more your acquaintances or people that you're like starting to get to know, it's like, we keep on wanting to change people and make them into something that we just want them to be instead of just taking them as they are. And our relationship is going to be so much stronger if we do it like that and just accept each other as is. Did you, did you see Frederick turn into a dad? Oh my gosh. Um, I expected him to be a really good dad because I've seen him with kids, my brother's kids. Uh, and his uncle's kids, but he is a super dad. Oh my God. He's amazing. Yeah. It, it, it's a trip, right? So he was a young man and then he turned into your, I mean, you, you know, you know, lack for a better word, husband, but you, you yeah. know, your, your mate, your, your life mate. And then, then you saw him turn into uh, a dad. Yeah. Like this whole, it's it's like three different people. You get it's it's kind of weird. People are like, "How could you be with someone for twenty or thirty years? You're not with someone for twenty or thirty years. You're with this giant evolution." Um, I like that. I like the way of thinking of that. Right? Yeah, absolutely. But that's also where you see people and grow together or start growing apart. Right. Right. Um. D- does the does the team? What do you call your team? Is it the Reykjavik team? Reykjavik, Reykjavik, yeah. Reykjavik team. Um, do, yeah. do you guys have a, um, a, a mindset coach? No, we don't. No. We don't. Um, but we work with, we've just taken those, like Yami is very good to talk with. Um, and I think we have, we're pretty good at, I'm throwing my honesty on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then I get the same back we are able to talk about what can be better and not just in training, but also just to make communications better and our relationships better. I think we click really well together as people. Like I chose really well. uh, These guys, they're, they're incredible human beings. Um, And we get along really well. I couldn't have, I couldn't have hoped for this even Um, but we do have like after training sessions, especially hard days, then we like try to talk about things. Like everyone mentions things that went well in training and just like make sure that we keep things positive and then we can bring things that need to be better as well. Uh, Um, 
there it's four people. You have this very intimate relationship, obviously, with Katrin. You have this very intimate relationship with Yami, and these four new people come in. Th- sorry, three new people. Yeah. And they need your attention. Yeah. It's hard. Is, yeah. Is there any um jealousy or cattiness or speed bumps? from yami and uh katrin because you know like there there i i've I'm started i've started a new friendship with uh hunter mcintyre do you know who that is yeah and i spoke to him yesterday i was like hey i don't have time for you i can't me- like i know we want to be friends I, I, I you don't fucking fit i don't know where to put you my day's full already <laughs> yeah I, how am i gonna make this work like I, I want another friend but there's no room for you like i, I have already two friends like who am I? Yeah. Um, is it is it is it hard? I mean, I know that that um, is that hard. I would it I would especially really think hard. it's weird with the with the girls. I'm being obviously sexist here, but I would think it's especially hard with the girls, or maybe even with Khan because he's um, he's so intimate too. You know, I would think that like does Cat ever feel like she's being Catherine ever feel like she's being left out because there's these other people that you're being intimate with? No, because no. I bring her in. She's a part of the group. Like we have. I try to make sure that we try to do something outside of the gym too. So we have game nights at our place and that's where we can like let loose a little or just like get to know the other side and talk and be friends. Um, Khan is actually not difficult at all either because he is so open. Like I meant, I meant he's not difficult. I meant the other people in your life Oh, because would be of jealous. I think yeah. it's more uh, in the because he can get close to someone quick. He can get close to someone quick. He has that. Yeah, skill. he can. Yeah. He has yeah. that capability. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the hardest thing was in the beginning was me finding a balance. Um, because I, um, no matter what we say, I'm direct. I'm honest. I also really really care how people are doing i'm i really want them to be happy i want them to feel good i want them to be taken care of i want to make sure that they're having not just becoming better athletes but also having a good experience and like enjoying being here um so i was i was almost getting into a role like taking them in with my kids like how like how is everything how are you sleeping like how is this here going their car is getting stuck i'm like oh i'll come and i'll like help you shovel your car out and then i'm like okay i need to take a step back right now because i don't have (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i don't have this many hours in my day and like in my head like this is going to start affecting mine and frederick's relationship because when i come home from training that's where I want my quality time with Freya. That's where I put my phone to the side and I'm just like enjoying. That's where I refuel a little bit. Um, and then when she goes to sleep, that's where me and Frederick get even more quality time where we can have our like conversations, more, like deeper conversations and um, enjoy just each other's company, which I think is so important as well. But all of a sudden, so many of our conversations were about the team and how they were doing and what to do better and how to fix things and settle things. And Frederick trying to figure out this or that. And like, I was getting the apartment, like there were just so many things to handle at the same time as personalities, uh, getting to know each other and cat being there as well and training sessions being super, super long and 
it was it was a lot to deal with in the beginning of things that I hadn't expected to deal with because I really care. It wasn't like I just wanted them to come here and then we turn together and it's like, all right, done. Like I'm in out, you know, I wanted I wanted this to be as good for everyone and as high quality for everyone as possible. Um, but I think I found a pretty good balance. And when everyone settled in as well, it's like easier. Now the summer is here. So it's also, I was worried about them during the winter in Iceland. Man, there's a lot of people that get the best <laughs> year. It's like we had snowstorm after snowstorm after snowstorm. We've never had this bad of a winter. So I'm like, they're also getting like the worst winter in Iceland. Um, but yeah, I feel like we found a really good balance for it. And uh, just making sure that I have some some time just because I am very much um, quality time with Frederick kind of person, just like neat chill time with family um, and just making sure that we get that in um, made the world of a difference. Did I even answer your question? Yeah, I've managed to work with all of these personalities. Thankfully, you drew a picture. Lauren, I don't know if you answered the question, but you drew a picture. You drew a picture. Yeah. Thankfully, Lauren gets like really well along with Kat as well. Like we all fit pretty well together. Um, so we can have a lot of fun when we're training together and make each other better at the same time. Um, Khan, we've learned to work with that. He needs a little bit faster going through things, uh, more, more structure around it. Uh, but then he'll have his alone time. And then uh, Tola just works with whatever, you know, he's, he's is he pretty easy? chill. Yeah, he is pretty chill. He seems chill. He's the best dancer. Is he? Khan is also I mean, really just, freaking good. Who? Khan. Oh, I just thought he was so, I thought he was the best and you were the second best. I thought, I'm mean, Khan oh. was great. I'll I, take I, that. I, I really Khan definitely is putting in the effort, but 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 Tola is the best because he's not putting in the effort. Do you know what I mean? He's That's just what like, I've been saying. I'm like, I just need to like channel my inner Tola. I just do everything like small and just like mm, mm. he's just he's just chilling. Hey, do you think that um do you think that Katrin would come on this show? I don't know. <laughs> Are you being honest, Annie? Yeah, I don't oh. know. Okay, fair. 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 That's between you and her. That is. You're very right. I'm sorry to drag you into drag you into my mess. Um you said your parents would wish you missed married an, uh, an Icelander. I actually have that on there. D did your parents wish you married an Well, you didn't say it. Sorry, you didn't say that. You no. said that it's sort, it's sort of culturally expected. And that's culture. I'm Armenian and they ex culturally expect us to marry Armenians and they um, Jews expect Jews to culturally marry Jews. Is that the way it is in Iceland too? Is that what no. you're saying? No. Okay. I misunderstood. No. Okay. Okay. Marry anyone you want, all cultures, everything. I feel like there's a lot of international relationships actually. It was more just me being worried about no one wanting to move to Iceland because it's so dark and cold here during the winter time. So that was me being stressed that if, if me and Frederick would start being together, that I would have to move somewhere else and I just wouldn't be ready to do that. I'm okay with going somewhere else during wintertime for sure. Um, but I I have such a close relationship with my family uh, that Florida. I would be away. Are your parents retired? No, they're not. Yeah. Um, you, you, I, I have very, very fond memories of your parents. When I came out there in what 2010 or 11, uh, they invited, the best. yeah, they invited myself and, uh, Haley into their house and we had dinner with you guys. It was cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, your They're mom's cool as shit. Yeah. And uh and your dad, I think, I think was there a pull-up bar in that house? Like in the staircase yeah. or something? Uh there's a pull-up bar right outside the door. Right outside the, the door. Right? Yeah. It was it was it was weird uh watching that video. Oh, Caleb vanished. He had to go somewhere. I want to show you one more thing that I was so excited that I saw on your Instagram. Oh. You wrote, oh, oh, let's, before I forget, you wrote a book with Katrin. I wrote a book with Kat. Yeah. How did that go? How did that, how does that happen? Well, we've always wanted to do something together. Um, we want to change the world. No, we want to try to do something good. Spread, spread, spread good things. Um, and we've always wanted to do something with children. Um and I feel like we talked about a lot of different ideas that we were going to do. Uh, we do have a lot of different things that we are going to do in the future as well. But when this opportunity presented itself to write a children's book, we were all like, yes. It just felt like an immediate no-brainer for both of us to do what that. What do you mean it's opportunity? Just... Did someone ask you to write it? So we had talked about writing it. And the funny thing is, then Lamilly. Uh, the publishing company reached out and asked if we want to write a children's book. And we're like, Oh my God, like this is like meant to be because we have been talking about making a children's song um, and then writing a children's book. And so, yeah, so we jumped on that, did that. There were so many things that we wanted to come across, like so many ideas that we had and we had to cut it down into this book, um, which is about obstacles and challenges in life, um, like that she's just going through. And the animals that are her friends, that's like the three different uh, pillars in our lives. That's like our parents, our coaches, and then our friends. Uh, each animal represents like those three um that's cool in our life and she's going on this journey and getting all these challenges where she's doubting herself and is afraid to fail and afraid to look silly and all of these different like battles inner battles that we have as well and it's just about how she tackles them and how her friends help her tackle it and how we want to share that journey because that's something that me and Kat have talked about so often as well is that everything that we've gotten to experience, like we've gotten to experience so many things doing what we do, but none of it would be really worth it if we didn't have our friends and family with us. Like right. I've right. thought about winning the CrossFit games and I don't remember exactly how I felt standing on top of the podium, but thinking back, I remember exactly how I feel when I walked through the tunnel and saw Frederick Yami and Carl Paoli standing there and then when I walked out of the stadium and I saw my parents, like those are the feelings that I remember. So like these are the people that you take on your journey and remembering to enjoy that process as well. Not always just the end goal, but like actually enjoying the journey that we are on instead of always looking forward. So like there's a lot of deep things in there. Um, What's the name? What's the name? Oh, what is the way? What is the way? What is the way? And the main character's name is Freya. <laughs> Um, did you write the book before she was born? Uh, no. Yeah, well, we started it. We started it. Um, but 
we finished it. We decided the name after Freya got her name. Uh, how did you find the illustrator? So we got a few illustrators, like um, samples from a few through Lumili, and then we chose Caesar um, to work with us after seeing some of his uh, illustrations. That was like the theme that we wanted. Is he Icelandic? No, no. I think he's an American. And you can get it on Amazon. Um, I actually don't know. You can oh. get it on Lamilli at least, but maybe on Amazon as well. <laughs> I guess I should know that. See, it's at Target. Yeah, it's at Target. It's at all Target stores, I think, Holy now in the States. Yeah. You've right? arrived. You've arrived. Yeah. You've arrived. Uh, it's a good book. Why is it not on Amazon? Let me I see. Don't know. Let me because see. it's in Target. But it, you're right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. It's okay. It is. Okay, good. It is. I, I have. I have found it. <laughs> I have found it. And then, and then you did uh, headphones. Yeah, and then we did headphones. I would love to do headphones. That's the dream. How did that happen? Is that who who did that with you? That's actually also really funny. That happened with me and Kat complaining about headphones. Uh, I was complaining that they always pop out, so I sing along when I'm like running, and then when you smile at people or something, they like pop out. Like when you smile, your ear gets smaller, and they just like boop pop out. Um, and then Kat and Frederick were complaining because. Frederick has ruined, I think, three beeped headsets with sweat, and Kat has burned through two. Um, and we're like, that's like expensive to just like burn through because you sweat that much. Right. Um, and Kat complained about them falling out. And then she talked about it with a friend of hers. Um, and he has connection to this company, Strax, that had made some headphones. And he's like, why don't we just make a headset that you guys like? So we just went through the development like with him, set the things that bother us. So these are 100% waterproof. You could go for a swim with them, but Bluetooth doesn't work in the water yet. Um, but we're working on actually the next generation of these headphones. We're working on having the music integrated in the headset. That's never been done before. Wait, so, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? So that means that you can like, when you connect the headset to your phone, you can download a playlist to your headset and then you can leave your phone at home and you oh. can just go out and run. Oh, so there's a little bit of memory in there. Yeah. That holds, oh, that's sick. That's pretty cool, that's, right? Oh yeah. I hate sometimes running with my phone. Sometimes I, I'm like, well, I, I don't, it's and then, so and then you're good. like, okay, I'll, I'll just run shuttles because that way I, I don't have to go too far away from my phone. And like, then your phone's like controlling you. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I exactly. totally get that. It's awesome. So yeah, that was brilliant. Other things. So there's like all of those knobs that are with it. So you can get like the perfect fit for your ears. So it does not fall out. 100% waterproof. So you're not going to be able to ruin them. And then we're working on getting the music integrated. And that also means that you can swim with them and listen to music because then you don't need to have the Bluetooth um, access. But yeah, for us, it was like the freedom. The freedom of being able to just run on the track or run up Asian or something and not have to have a clunky phone with you. Hey, Annie, I, I wonder if you could also go with the angle. This whole, do you know, are you familiar with EMF, this whole EMF fear that's like started up? 
well, basically, it's just, it's just, I don't know if it's real or not, but basically what people are saying is, is that your phone has EMF, electronic magnetic frequency. Someone will write it in the comments. Okay. And, and AirPods are so bad for you. People are because oh. of the Bluetooth and the transmission. So people have been just saying how bad it is for you. We don't know what the long-term effects are, but I wonder if that's another okay. angle, why the daughter, uh, headphones would be better because you can disconnect it from the, you can just download what you want to hear your audio book and then go for a run and you're not connected to Bluetooth. Yeah. T tell your marketing team that. Interesting. That, that's yeah, free. I'm definitely going to talk about that. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Brilliant. Million sold. <laughs> I, I was I was actually thinking, you know what I wanted to do develop is so that I didn't have to use Bluetooth at all. I wanted a headphone set that attached to the, you know, the new iPhones, how it has a magnet on the back. Like you can stick stuff on yes. the back. Yeah. I wanted something where you stick it on the back and you, and the headphones just plug into the bottom and you just pull it out like an extension cord and plug it in your ears. So it's attached by a cord so that you don't have to deal with any of the Bluetooth signal frying your brain. Oh. And then you, and then you pull it and it retracts back in like a tape measure. But then you're going to have a cord though. I know, but then you, it just winds back up and Oh yeah. Yeah. When you're working out. Yeah. Yeah. You still got the cord. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I, oh, where can I or get a pair? Uh, you can get a pair on just daughteraudio.com. Daughter. Oh, We've yeah. also won multiple awards for these headsets. Really? Yeah. Red Dot Award was the first one, but there's like four or five more that we won on the top of the uh, list of wireless headsets. I bet you these are on Amazon too, but I'll show the, the if you just type in D-O-T-T-I-R audio.com. And if you get it wrong, don't worry, Google will fix it for you. <laughs> and it's a nice case too. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's totally nice. I'll send you a pair. You're a good, you're a good dude. <laughs> um, I have had you on for an hour and 45 minutes. I'm so happy this went uh, swimmingly well. I really appreciate yes. your time. Yeah, I was. My uh, pleasure. This I was fun. I didn't realize how anxious I was until about 10 minutes before it came on. But I, but I thought I was hiding it pretty well because usually my wife will be like, are you freaking out? I'm like, no, nah. I always I'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I lie. I lie. <laughs> um, I, I, thank you so much uh, for coming on. Congratulations on the amazing team, uh, the thank baby, uh, uh, the the long relationship with Frederick, um, beautiful family. <laughs> I mean, it's all they're all just huge crowning achievements. I know. I know. Yeah. Life is. Yeah. yeah. I could say, say the same to you. Congratulations thank you. with your life, Savan. <laughs> thank you. Oh, oh, yeah. Let me show you. Let me show one more video just for just for fun. Let me show one more video. Uh let me see this. It's up here towards the top. Where's Caleb when you need him? I was expecting you to give me some like uncomfortable questions. I tried. I tried. I was like ready you're, to be like someone, no comment. <laughs> you're uh you're too you're too you're too comfortable and um and 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 you're too you're too you're too wise and too comfortable in your own oh. skin and too honest to uh yeah, I, I have nothing for you. Let me see. <laughs> Uh, share this one. I, 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 re I remember, um, uh, after the overhead squad. Yeah. You jumped up and kissed Frederick, Frederick, Frederick. And I see Russell Berger got the photo. You see him up there and he got, and I got the video and Russell Berger got the still photo. And I was so, I was so happy when I saw that happen. I was like, oh my goodness. And I quickly contacted Russell. I'm like, did you get that? He goes, of course I did. Yeah, that was really cool.
It was a good moment. I've had a lot of very good moments, very good memories from the games. Yeah. Uh, Eric, thank you. Uh, Annie was absolutely pleasant and, uh, I'm ecstatic. I'm going to, I'm going to be high from this for the rest of the day. So thank thank you. you. Uh, and, and, and I, and I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to bug you again. Um, please wish the team well, wish Lauren well, uh, wish Katrin well, Tola, Yami, uh, Mr. Porter, uh, Frederick. Is there, is there anyone else on the team that I'm missing? Is there anyone else who's trying to go to the games? Who's in your circle? Just BK. Oh, I had a whole page of questions about BK. How wonderful is Bjorgvin? Okay. This is the final question. Is he the most one? He seems so wonderful. There's not- he is the cutest. He's like my so cat is like my sister. BK yeah. is like my little brother. He's yeah. definitely my little brother, you know? You have to take care of him. Um, but he my oh my god, he is he's a very, very good person. Yeah, he seems like a wonderful human being and in and like almost like a pleasure to be around. Like beyond he is a, a pleasure. pleasure to be around. Yeah. I'm- like if you're like, hey, we don't have any more room in the car, and BK's like Okay. You're like, no, no, go ahead. Get in. He's the kind of yeah. guy you let squeeze in. Right. Yeah. He's yes. cool as shit. He is so great. Yeah. He is. He's fantastic. I wish people would be able to get to know him the way I know him. Like it doesn't come properly through always on camera or into. I had him like- on my podcast. I felt like, uh, to just like going out and getting drunk with him right away. Like I just, I love, <laughs> I love him. I just, I'm just like, Oh, he's so fun. He's so he is easy. also. I I have to say, he is a very fun person to be with when celebrating post competitions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about a team? What about a team of you and Katrin and Bjorgvin? And then and then and then we raffle off. We raffle off the other place for like five hundred thousand dollars. You could be on that team. <laughs> and and you just go fucking put it to Rich. And those monsters <laughs> that would be a that would be definitely um a very fun team to be around as well uh, yeah. who who would the fourth boy be do you know if it was you and bjorgvin and katrin like ideally it would be frederick um, oh. but not realistically um because he'd be holding now, the baby yeah it's like we made a decision it would not work the two of us being on a team together with a baby is like who is the one that gets to sleep a little bit longer or (laughs) if she's sick is at home and who gets to train like yeah it's definitely a little bit more complex but i don't know who the fourth guy would be he's a a good dude he just sucks it up and takes care of the kid frederick we're a team yeah not suck it up we make decisions together if um the way i do with my wife it's kind of chaotic but but we both let each other lead like if she's like hey you got to have the kids right now i just drop everything i'm doing and i do it and she does the same but but we're not trying to be professional athletes either (laughs) no but if he would say that then i'd be like yeah yes then i will have Freya. yeah yeah so all right well thank you um all right thank you you fun now you I'm have my go phone. See my baby girl. Good. You have my phone number. Uh, text me anytime, twenty four hours a day. Um, I would love to have you on again because I don't sleep by my phone. So I always just tell anyone I, because you're you're in a different country. So I always tell these all my friends in different countries. Don't worry. Like I like I don't sleep. Do by you my have phone. time for me as a friend though? 
Uh, in text, I do. In text, I would make some room for you. In text, I'd squeeze, I'd squeeze you in between Hunter McIntyre and uh, Matt Souza. Oh, thank you. I You're feel welcome. privileged. <laughs> um, so, so please stay in touch. And, awesome. And, and, I and, will. I, and I'll and I'll bug you again after the uh, um this uh this as we get closer to the CrossFit Games. Sounds good. Okay, thank you, Annie. All right, thanks. Take okay. care. Say Bye. hi to your wife for me and your kids. Okay, I will. Bye. Bye. <sighs> Let's reflect. Sometimes the shows just end. Like I just hit end and it's over and we both disappear at the same time. Not this show. Not this show. Tell me how great I am. What? Uh, thank you. Oh, uh, what? what is this? Naked HD fun webcam girls, boys. I don't think that's how you spell gay. I don't think that's how you spell gay. Uh, Thank you. I, I think it was crazy too. How fun. I I had a, I had a really, I had a really cool, oh, I, so me speaking, this is not anyone else's opinion besides mine. No one else's opinion besides mine. This is just me. Oh, only three F-bombs? Wow, thank you, Ken. I took what you said to heart yesterday. This is just me speaking about Katrin and Annie. It, this is not their opinion. I have no idea what they think. So, so, th- don't get this twisted. But I, I, in my mind, I had such an amazing relationship with the both of them. Like I was so excited. I mean, I was so excited to see a lot of the athletes, but I was so excited to see them. They were always so nice to me at the CrossFit Games. They would both, Katrin and Annie, they would like take me in. Like they would let me, if they were sitting somewhere, they would welcome me. I mean, in the same way Josh Bridges or Rich would, they would just, they would, uh, Travis Mayer. They would just let me in. They would like, well, Noah Olson, they would just welcome you to their group. Like you can just, they made room for you. You weren't, um, you know, when, you know, when you make room for someone. So if Annie and Catch were like in between events or in the back, they would make room for me. It, it's something more. Um, it's not, it's not like they would wave me over. But if I got close to them, you just felt it. They they opened. There wasn't. There was no wall. There was no, like, like Sam Briggs was amazing at that too. Sam would maybe even like wave you over. Same with Cara, Cara Saunders. But those two particularly, um, I had uh, I had um, those two particularly, I had a great relationship with. It's it, it's it sucks. Um, kind of the way it went down between Catcher and I. I'm not, not kind of sucks. It does suck. Well, maybe it's maybe it's good. I don't know. I, I, I call Katrin. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not there yet. Maybe she's not there yet either. I mean, man, I was pretty, pretty. I was pretty. Uh, it's pretty wily about that whole. But it's a fun story. I mean, it would be fun if, like, somehow it took a twist. Like, maybe, like, we ended up. Like she. I mean, I would be nervous as shit if she came on the show. Just to rehash that whole thing. It would be done. I was going to say it would be done strictly for show, but probably not. I would have to like really sincerely want to do it. And she'd have to sincerely want to do it. It couldn't be just like some sort of stunt. Man, there was some nutty shit that happened. There was, there was one year. I don't know if it was last year or the year before that I wanted to 
do the behind the scenes at the CrossFit Games, even though I'd been fired. And I was told that the reason I couldn't do it is because Katrin didn't want me there because she was crying to Eric Rosa because of something I'd said about her. I don't know if any of that, I, I don't know if any of that's true. That's just like shit that filters down my, my way. I think, I think, I think CrossFit Inc. had all, is having an all hands meeting today. I, I want to say it's happening right now. I wonder how the staff decided what to do. Watch this podcast or go to their meeting. I know. Arrogant. I know. I, I know. My wife tells me all the time, chill out. Don't assume, Sevon, maybe she's ready. I don't, maybe I'm not ready. I don't know. I, was, I wasn't ready for this. I knew it had to be done, though. These are like my... Um, these are these are these are such unique people in my life. The relationships are real. Man, if I went to the CrossFit Games, I would become such good friends with Colton Mertens. I bet I would fucking ride his jock so hard; it would be so fun. God, I hope he makes it to the games. Same, that's that's how it was like with Ronnie Teasdale. Just I just see these cats here, and I just am like, oh, I'm get, like same with Josh Bridges. I'm getting him. I'm going to be friends with that dude. Uh, I was never like that with girls. I was terrified of girls. Oh uh, yeah, I just saw. I did. Okay. Uh, which semi is cold in? I think uh, he's in a hard one. I don't know which one. It looks horrible. It looks so hard. It looks so hard. Okay, guys. Uh, tomorrow we have uh, David Lucas on from Kill Tony. That's going to be crazy. Then Friday we have Athena uh, Perez on. Uh, she wrote the book uh, um, "Lifting the Weight" or "Waiting, Waiting, Lifting the Weight, Waiting Lift." She's on the DEI council. She's been a friend of mine forever. She has a seminar. Uh, she was on the CrossFit podcast. She has a seminar that she's working on on how to work with larger body people. Uh, you guys all know that's a huge passion of mine to get people uh, obviously healthier. I love uh, I love weight loss stories. I love stories of challenge like that. Um, and then on Saturday, oh, I don't I don't see anyone scheduled for Saturday. Oh my God, Monday show is going to be insane. I I asked Tia to come on all the time. I I I I I I don't know. I can't do any more. I can't. I, I like the like. I've rolled the red carpet out to her front door and to Shane's door, and I love them, and they're always welcome on. And I, I really didn't know. And the, Tia was always quiet, so I usually talk to Shane. Um. Uh. Tia was never rude to me, but it was the exact opposite of of Katrin and Annie. The door was closed, but Shane always had it open. I could talk to Shane, and and I, that's fair. Um, Tia was focused. It's it's nothing negative to say about her at all. Uh. But but I I do uh, tech every four or five texts I send to Shane he'll send one back um, and the, I would I would love to have either one of them on yes the TD CEO shirt you have to get one of those I have a feeling at some point there won't be any left you're gonna be so happy you had it have it had it have it there's gonna be a whole shitload of colors eventually too it's such a funny shirt it's so cool I think it's cool as shit I I, I have like ten. 
Uh, that's not true. I have like 20 Rich Froning shirts, 10 from one year and 10 from the other year. And I just wear every day at some point during the day, I wear a Rich Froning shirt. And uh, when I get these CEO shirts, it's going to be tough. I don't know what's going to happen to all the Froning shirts. Oh, I hope he's not listening. I'm reading funny text. Okay. I, uh, uh, you guys are great. Thank you so much for everyone for all your support. Uh, thank you for the constructive criticism. Uh, whoever that douchebag was in the beginning who said, um, I, Sevon, I love you, but don't interrupt Annie, you fucking prick. Uh, I, I hope I made you proud. And um, I will see you guys tomorrow morning. Unless for some reason. Oh, let me see where that. Let me see. Unless for some reason. Um. The website's like Vindicate, I think. Vindicate, TD, CEO. Unless for some reason I have to do an emergency show. Unless for some reason I have to do an emergency show uh, tonight for some reason. Like if there's some breaking news, then I, then I won't see you guys to tomorrow. But you never know. You never know. We're, we're in, a, in a world of uh, – look at that. I'm telling you, these are going to be even better in person. They're going to fit nice around the arms. And they're expensive. It means you can feel better about yourself when you wear them. You can be like, yeah, I'm a baller. We should charge 60 bucks for these. Okay. Uh, Love you guys. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.